0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Shut up and sit down. Hello and welcome back to 4th Down Focus. I am Dan Lundy, creator of the podcast and founder of 4th Down University, a company focused on the training and development of specialists, coaches, Kickers, punters, and snappers. Today's show is brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network and Bet Online. The NFL season is in full swing. You might not be at the game this year, but you can certainly be in on the action at Bet Online. From game spreads and point totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager now than anywhere else online. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your sportsbook experts. Episode 13 of the podcast welcomes Laz Suarez, founder and owner of Bleacher.com, a company focused on showcasing players in camps, combine showcases, and personalized online profiles with film, academic info, contact info, etc., In 2010, Laz and his team began analyzing actual high school football game statistics. They noticed a large number of no-name guys outperforming three, four, and even five star players on a weekly basis. And their goal was to prove there was a lot of talent below the star athletes, quote unquote. This inspired Laz to launch Bleacher's social media campaign. And in a short term, his team realized athletes at every level, especially those not at the skill positions, had a need for their statistics to be published and recognition to be had. In 2015, Bleacher expanded its reach to include youth and middle school athletes across the country. Currently, Bleacher has a presence in every region in the nation, from middle school football to girls' flag football and even now semi-professional football. It's impressive stuff. Laz, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, man. I appreciate the invite, Dan. Yeah, it's it's an honor to have you on the show. You know, I've known of you for years now, being in the football world, it's a, it's a fishbowl and it, it seems to be there's a few names that always resurface and us being in Florida geographically, I think that we share a lot of the same people in our network and it's just been a pleasure getting to know you over the past few months. And I was a little uncertain when I initially saw Bleacher, I didn't know what it was entirely about. Uh, you and I talked before about, I didn't know if it was affiliated with Bleacher Report, um, and, I, and I think I've, I've heard that a number of times. Uh, I, I want you to tell the audience, because I know I just rambled on about your company, a little bit about you and, and how you started it. Could you give a little more of a background of yourself to the audience and how you are where you are today?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I, again, I appreciate the input um, and, you know, all the kind words, sir. <laughs> That's good good stuff. Well, I can give you, I can give you the background uh, without getting too in the weeds about it. Uh, my background itself is not in football. Uh, surprisingly enough my background I was with marketing, uh, graphics uh, promotions that type of thing. so I had I had a son I still have a son honestly but I have a son I was playing high school football and uh, it wasn't for a big name school but he was he was a great player and not because he's you know we share the last name but honestly he was he was like really good very good talented uh, linebacker. but you could not draw flies to his games although they played like some of the big time teams in the in the in the district in the division. Uh, but you just could not get anything to go out there. So and out of that frustration, I decided, you know what, let me, let me go ahead and put something together online that will sort of focus on the stats from a all, lot all of these teams that aren't getting recognition. Um, so we did that for a while, and it was like pulling teeth, trying to get stats from, like, the, from the players, the paper, uh, different online portals, and so forth. But after about two years of that, we realized we're doing the same thing that everybody else is doing, because all the stats that were coming in are all for the top guys, but we did notice that the underlying, like you had mentioned, underlying those, quote-unquote, three, four, five-star guys, you had a lot of guys that were really outperforming the other ones. So the argument was, well, they're not playing in a strong enough district. They're, they're, they're playing, you know, like, you know, you know, like weak teams so on and so forth. But at the end of the day, the stats were there. So it became a little frustrating that they still weren't getting that kind of attention and that the schools and a lot of the coaches were just focusing on their top guys anyway, because those were the ones that were bringing attention to their team and their, their school and so on and so forth. So we figured out pretty quickly that the focus should be on the player, not the actual team. Uh, So we switched to a profile system and that took off pretty well. And we originally just were focused on our, uh, on Miami Dade County down here in South Florida. So we expanded into Broward County, just North of us. And we did that for probably about a year. And then we were going to make the jump, the logical, the the jump will be, well, now let's just cover up to Central Florida and the whole state of Florida. I said, you know what? Let's just go ahead and just jump into the deep end. And we did it uh, nationwide. Uh, And it took off really, really well, because a lot of kids out there are hungry for that attention that they're just not, they're not getting. They're, They're putting in the work, they're working out. Uh, they're doing the off-season training. They're doing the seven-on-seven events. They're doing the you know the specific camps and combines and skill positions and very specialized stuff. But at the end of the day, nobody was really noticing them. That's why we wanted to focus on those guys. So from looking at it from a promotional point of view, not just a strictly football point of view, um, social media was really taken off. And around that time, it was Instagram first started. And oddly enough, my son said, you should do an Instagram account, to which my request was – I mean, my, my response was – what the hell is Instagram? Because I knew about Twitter, I knew about Facebook, and some of these other ones that were floating around. Um, because oh, it's all picture based and this, that, and the other thing. So, you know, I took a look at it and I was like, man, this is like a perfect medium because it's, it's impactful. It's an image, and you got to tell a story quickly, which is my background. You got to make an impact right away. So, we started doing like these basic edits. And if you go to our Instagram account, you scroll for a long time, but you get back to the beginning, you kind of see where we started off from. And it was basically just focusing on the player so let's say we got something from dan lundy and we would reach out to you and say hey dan send me like two or three pictures of your school um some basic info and do it, we do what we would do a what's called a custom edit shout out so we do that for you and then i'm telling you it was like miles to a flame kids from all over the place hey we want one hey we want one hey we want one and the whole purpose behind that was yeah they look cool and everything but the whole purpose behind that and i still use the phrase today it's a hook to get people to take a closer look at you. So yeah, the image is nice and the image is like, you know, classy and cool. It makes you look like professional, but at the end of the day, can you back it up? So that's where we always lead people back into their profile so they can see more about what they're about and not just because it it kills me. I mean, I don't want to get ahead of what we're talking about, but it would always kill me when a kid would just put on there, hey coach, check out my link. Check out my huddle link. I was like, well, you can't tell a whole lot out of, you know, just a handful of plays out of one season, right? So then you got to dig a little bit deeper. And then you got to look into further into his huddle profile. Well, the huddle profile only tells you so much, right? It doesn't tell you about his academics. It doesn't tell you about, you know, other stuff that he's done off, off of maybe what the coach didn't film that season. It doesn't give you his off-season information. It doesn't give you any of that. So our profile system, we set it up so so to sort of aggregate all of that and give you a better, a better picture of it. So I know I ramble a little bit, but that kind of gives you an idea as far as kind of where we started, why
0: we started, kind of leading up to what we're doing and the thinking behind it. It's funny you say that because it was probably two to three years before we ever exchanged an email and most definitely talked on the phone. But again, you just know people. Uh, You you see people, like you said, and the impactful people gain a following or enough of a following to then have the algorithm spread it to the the second degree. Uh, And that's kind of how I found you is probably through a second degree. And what I was going to say was what initially – caught my attention was the professionalism in which you put your athletes out there or the moment you capture where two guys are in a seven-on-seven moment and there's a competitive play and they're both going for a 50-50 ball. You seem to have not only the photography, but the the wherewithal and the marketing aspect and the resources that are readily available for everybody. Let's be honest. It's just, you have to know where to turn. There's just too many choices these days. I know that was a little long-winded, but I wanted to ask you, there are a lot of combines. There's a lot of showcases. Uh, One, why would you want to enter in such a competitive market? You must have seen a niche that was not being filled. And two, if a parent is in fact listening to the show, which the largest demographic are in fact parents of high school football players, what should they look for as far as the essentials? I know you provide them in your opinion, but I think that you can probably say, without saying names, what are some things that are maybe not offered that in your opinion are essential when you go to one of these, or you pay to go to one of these places?
1: Well, here's again, I'll give you a little bit of background on it. When we first started all of this, we would go to a lot of these different camps and combines, the big names, the little names, all that type of thing, because the whole purpose was to showcase the player. But by being at these events, you see how they're run, and you see what they do, what they do well, and what they do bad, and what they do horribly. Um, we'll we'll start at the um, like the big name ones, which I don't need to name. Everybody who they are. The and I and I'm not trying to bash. I'm not trying to bash any of these guys. Everybody it's, everybody has their own business model, and that and that's fine. And I'm not knocking anybody for that. But so sometimes these a lot of these athletes and the parents especially have to remember, like, what is the ultimate goal of that? So if you go to these, some of these big name camps and combines that are sponsored by X company, but well, what is X company's background? They're usually trying to sell you something else, right? So to a certain degree, they're bringing a lot of these kids in there so that they could put their brand on them so that the hopes of it's a numbers game. So it's a hopes of you're going to get a top tier athlete to wear your logo and therefore, He's a he's a great athlete. Therefore, other kids are gonna buy his thing. It's like a typical apparel type of, of business model, and it works. It works very very well. Like the top three constantly do that, and they're still doing that. The problem with that is, although they're free, quote unquote free, you they are those athletes are basically being, and it sounds bad, but it's I mean I can't get around. They're sort of being used in order to sell their, their, their stuff. And again, I understand that completely, whether it's the shirt, the shoes, the headbands, everything, they sell you everything on it. And kids eat that stuff up, which is why a lot of these camps are free because you need the numbers for them. So there's huge marketing budgets behind that, but because it's free and because of the big name, you tracked a lot of people. Okay. So from an Athens perspective, you show up to one of these camps and all of a sudden you're there with, I don't know, 200, 300 kids realistically. Okay how many reps are you planning on getting in when you got a cattle call like that? Number one, number two is how are you going to stand out when you're, when you have that many people you're competing against? Mind you, if you're one of the top five guys, everybody there, including the three guys with the camera at the end of the field, they're waiting for you because everybody's been told about you, but how about the other 247 guys out there or whatever they're like clawing and scratching and trying to get noticed. I mean, that'll lead into other things that part of this conversation, but, was the issue that i always had with those big combines is that you're just a number i mean you're literally just a number unless you stand out forget it you're not gonna do anything some of the smaller ones that'll promise you like um we're gonna send out your information to 87 colleges all across the country and you're gonna get noticed and we got so and so showing up and you know i mean come on man (laughs) So, So i'm not gonna say that they're all Uh, selling you a bill of goods because some of them do have them, but ultimately it comes down to the relationships. Like if we pick up a phone and start calling every coach down to the SEC, chances are, unless I have a relationship with somebody, you're going to get either a dial tone, an automated reply, or you're never going to hear from them again. Right. We know that. We understand that. Um, And there's a whole philosophy on the profiles and and the stuff that we do online behind that. So the smaller ones that promise you this kind of a thing, it's like, eh, take it with a grain of salt because it's kind of like a crapshoot, right? I mean, you might as well play a scratch-off or go play a lotto because the chances of you getting discovered one of these are, are pretty, probably low. Not all of them are built that way. Then you have sort of like the medium-range ones that will probably bring in maybe like 50 to 100 kids, 200 kids, you know, on, a, on, a, on any given, you know, off-season day. Obviously, this year's out of the question. Then they have a little bit more of a polished approach. And then they'll they'll have the video guy that'll put out a hype video at the end of the whole thing. Not for you, for the event, right? So you might be in it for like three seconds, but a lot of a lot of kids they see it as like, oh, I made the video and then they'll post it to everybody. And then that 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 feeds into the event holders' narrative because that's what they want. They want that name to be spread out. So if, if we can do a vid- a three-minute video with chop clips of good catches, all this kind of stuff. They're not mentioning you. So if somebody sees a great catch, who was it? I don't know. He just made the highlight. Reel. I have no idea who it is. I don't know who it is. But it looks good on the event, right? So then you have you have type of those that are hype themselves up. That's the best thing since sliced bread. And they might do these camps and combines nationwide or by region or whatever the case may be. And that's fine. And, and generally, they put on a good event. But where we come in is where we got tired of seeing stuff like that. And maybe because I'm, I'm, I'm a, as a parent as well, where is the value behind it? Because you you, you, have, you, have these, you have these camps and combines arranged from free because of the big guys, because they have the marketing budgets that can absorb all that. So, the the ones that charge you like 20, 40, 80, 100 bucks, 300 bucks, 400 bucks, depending on if it's a multi day type of camp. But at the end of the day, what are you getting out of that? The vast majority of these, you show up to the event, at the end of it, they'll pat you on the back. Nice job. See you next year or next week or in two months or whatever they decided to you know, put on their their, their 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 cash game again. What are you walking away with? Other than a shirt, right? So we got tired of seeing that. So we 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 used to we started, we always used to say we complement specific or or not specific. But well, we'll complement existing camps and combines by doing the the showing the videos of like a workout video for specific athletes, and we'll do all the pictures and we do all the headshots. for so the whole idea is kind of showcase the you know the player. Um, but as time went on, it's like, we're putting a polish on an event that sh- probably should not be polished, you know, not knocking everybody, you know, some are, some are better than others, but I am saying, you know what I'm saying? It's like, we'll make it look good. But at the end of the day, we're trying, I mean, what are we trying to do? Am I trying to convince somebody that it's something that it's not, you know, so we got kind of tired of doing that. So, you know what, let's just start doing it our own way. It's kind of like, you want something done right, you got to do it yourself. So we started doing our own, uh, camps and combines where, we did, you know, we started doing laser testing and taking our time from a marketing and promotional point of view. So instead of you know, like when you go to these different camps, the 40-yard dash, for example, it's like a machine. You got to crank these kids out because hey, we got 50 of them waiting behind him and we got another crew coming in an hour, and it's go, 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 go. We don't work that way. We're fortunate enough to where I'm not planning on I'm becoming a millionaire out of this thing. I, I, I legitimately and genuinely want to help these kids out. So I don't want these 50, 60 kids showing up. I'm happy with like 20, 25, maybe even 30. Because what we do is we take our time with each individual one. Plant your feet this way. This is how you do 40. You preload your leg, you swing your arm back, you bounce forward. And and to your point what you're mentioning earlier, as a lot of these uh well I don't want to get ahead of myself, but um let's just end it there. I want to get to the second part that leads more into specifics about what you're talking about, about going to camps and combine for the first time versus you go to several of them.
0: Yeah. Like, well, I, I wanted to ask you that, like that kind of leads into my question is the expectations from the athlete and the parents perspective, the person going to this event, who's never been there. I, we've asked that, but I, I think in my opinion, as an athlete who went To a few of these events but this was in the 90s so it wasn't as frequent when i went to the event my expectations were much different than what actually occurred no one told me that hey man don't burn yourself out early my adrenaline was flying when i was at alabama you know i'd never been to tuscaloosa i wanted to win the job there i wanted them to offer me the scholarship i knew there was a kid from mississippi that they were looking at too so i made sure i got in his group you know i was a competitor. And it was a multiple day camp. It was an overnight thing. But unfortunately, like I said, I learned a hard lesson in a multiple day event and pacing oneself and making sure that you're only doing something when the coach is watching. A lot of my best moments occurred when no one was watching, but me and a few of the kids I was training with. So I know that's one specific, but my question is, do you think the frequency in which kids go helps? Meaning if I go to to a bleacher event once every other month because that's what I feel is closest to me that gives me the best opportunity are you finding these kids are getting better with the transitions through drills the drills themselves um, just by the familiarity does that help the short answer is yes
1: a lot of a lot of these kids will show up to an event for the like a combine for the very first time um so if you're, holding a, if you're holding an event, you don't know where everybody's starting point is. So you use the usual. So you do the conditioning at the beginning, you know, and the kids are warming up. And usually by the way that they warm up, are they pulling their knee all the way to their chest type of thing? Or, you know, are they doing like the, the, the knee kicks? If they're doing that correctly, then you know they've done this before. But the vast majority of them haven't done that before. Or they're in the type of positions where they don't usually don't do those type of warmups. So you kind of keep an eye on those kids. This is the way that we do that anyway. The way we sort of evaluate them early on. As soon as you line up, you tell them to go, you break them into groups, you go to the 40, and you have them line up at the line. You don't tell them anything yet. You just line them up at the, up at the line. Right off the bat, you know if they've ever done this before. You know, are they putting their hands down at the line? Are they preloading their thing? Are they bringing their, you know, their butt up? That type of thing. If they don't, we just don't kind of like look at ourselves, snicker, and okay, go when you hear the beep. No. We take our time, say, hold on. This is the way you do it. You line up. You put it this way. You feel how your legs are like loaded up, ready to go. You spring out type of a thing. And we do the same thing for all the different events on the, on, the, on the deal on the, on the circuit, whether it's the L drill, the shuttle, I mean, uh, all of them, right. Uh, broad jump, all of that type of thing. And we'll do three rounds with them. We don't just do one and go, Oh, well, it's, we're having a fastest. You get to do it twice. Everybody does everything a minimum of three times period. And a lot of these kids and the other thing that you didn't know that you mention is like a lot of these kids are nervous as hell because they feel like this is like their one shot audition in life. And we tell them, hey, slow down, dude. This is, I mean, this is just, this is a combine. We're recording it because we record everything. I go, we will never, never put something out that's going to make you look bad. So if you false start, if you trip, if you slip, it's never going to see the light of day other than the people who just saw you. So don't worry about it. Just do it. And by the second time around, they loosen up and you can see it, they kind of loosen up and they're more confident in what it is that they do. Then you can't do that at these kettle calls. You cannot do that. It's go, 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 go. So we, we take our time doing doing that type of thing. So, so to your point, do they get better every time? Yeah, they, they do, just out of everything else. The more practice that you have at something, the better you're gonna get at it. So let's say they go through one, one of the events, whether it's ours or anybody else's, they'll go through the whole event. And then, hey, so-and-so's having one in two weeks and they sign up for that one. They're gonna be a little bit better because now they know what to do. So a little bit sharper, a little bit sharper, a little bit sharper. Um, it's funny you mentioned about going to multiples because we get that call we get that question all the time uh, and it's usually parents that'll send that stuff to us hey we're kind of the season and we want to get uh you know bobby uh you know his exposure and he's a great sophomore junior whatever where should he go and it's just like ah. i mean how do you it's difficult to kind of mention which ones to go to which ones not to go to it's like trying to like tiptoe through a minefield because you don't know, you don't know, you don't know where, where people's loyalties lie or somebody's going to get upset about or anything like that. Um, so what we usually tell them is like, go to where you're going to get the most value and exposure, period, period. In that order, by the way, because you have some of them where it'll cost you 300 bucks, like a multi-day, and it sounds good. Like, for example, usually those multi-days are, um, uh, are like um, position-specific or you have a full, com- for, uh, full contact and that type of thing. So those by their very nature stand out in the off season. Because not too many people hold those, but at the end of the day, what are you getting out of that? What are you getting out of that type of a thing for that kind of money anyway? Um, so that's the first one that, that I have, that I asked them. The second one is what specific position is your son or daughter? Well, daughter is obviously to football, but so, let's say your, your son's playing and depending on the position, we'll kind of like guide them towards specific ones for that type of thing. Like you can't get alignment to show up at one of these apparel camps, call them apparel camps. Cause they're not looking for that. You might have, I'll, let, I'll put it to you this way. I'll let, you show up one of those like apparel camps, unless you're six, five, 300 pounds, you ain't making their real. <laughs> I, I have yet to see one that one of these big apparel companies is going to focus on the five eleven kid. Who's like looking at like David and Goliath. Uh, no, it's not going to happen unless the kid is a phenom, but 99.9% of the chance you're not going to see him type of thing. So we always kind of get those kids to those position specific camps. And then more importantly, into the college camps. But even then, you gotta sort of navigate through those carefully, because a lot of these colleges, um, I hate to say it, they, it's basically, it's a fundraising tool for them. And I'm not gonna mention any of them uh, specifically. But if you go to one or two of these and you start knowing who, who does it for the right reasons, who doesn't do it for the right reasons. But uh, even those are probably the best bet to get notice for, for a college that you want to attend. if i'm from oklahoma and i want to be seen okay where do you want to go i want to go to oklahoma and oklahoma state it's like okay really there's no reason for you to be traveling to miami or california for that if you got the guys right in there i mean go to the major cities for the apparel ones if you fit that mold uh and then focus on some of the other ones but you want to be sort of custom tailored. i want to get into more as far like how we stand out but i just don't want i don't want to get ahead of myself i have a tendency of rambling on if you may have noticed
0: well, we, we can definitely do that. I, I wanted to touch on a few things first with, you mentioned value. I think that's very important. You mentioned that there are camps that are in fact free, uh, but those camps generally bring in hundreds and hundreds of athletes. And then am, amongst those hundreds of athletes, you have a, a few of what they call five stars or number one, rank this in his class that um, I think there is value there. If in fact your son has looked at the standards. And what I mean by that, and I tell my kickers and punters and snappers because there's a whole industry for this as well that just focus on that. However, it's five, $600 to go to these cattle calls. These cattle calls are not free. And these cattle calls fully expect that the demographic of kids that probably shouldn't be going there is extremely high. That's how they pay their bills, but they're only looking for the handful that are college worthy and those kids go to the top. So it's a little different, our industries, I should say, because we have to be even smarter as specialists because nothing's free in our specialist world. And I love what you said about value. I know there may be a camp in Orlando sponsored by a shoe you wear that's going to have hundreds of kids there. But if you look at the standards and notice that you're going to fall, I don't know, bottom 20% of the whole entire group that would give me more of an inclination or or an urgency to go find somewhere to improve prior to spending that valuable price tag of four or $500. I do like your industry and the fact that again, if if there's no conflict that weekend and it is free Nike event, and I do feel that my standards have improved after having trained, I think that you should go. I think you should go and see where you stand amongst the masses because if you can be competitive amongst the masses, You can assuredly tell yourself that I am as good as I thought I was. You know, if you're beating 12 kids in your neighborhood, you better be number one there. Right. But that's no indication as to how you're going to perform amongst the nation. I wanted you to go into before we get into what separates Bleacher is a couple of do's and don'ts. I know we mentioned a few, but I talked to you last week about something as simple as the color you wear. And I wanted you to share with the audience some, just some things to suggest in addition to obviously don't go out there and wear yourself out right away and observe who goes in front of you. So, you know, the expectation, cause they're probably going to get coached on something you will too, but could you talk about something as little as the attire that you show up in and perform in how that could have a positive or a negative effect?
1: Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, again, we noticed that early on when we were, when we were covering a lot of these bigger, these bigger events where you get, let's say you get a hundred, 200, 300 kids there everybody gets a shirt, everybody gets the shoes, right? You might get a headband, you might not get a headband, but at the end of the day, when you step back, everybody looks the same. So again, using, using my, my background and promotion and branding, that type of thing, you have to stand out, right? So uh, how do you stand out in a, in a sea of 200 kids that all look exactly the same, right? So from, from, a, from a promotional standpoint of it, because I was a guy behind the camera, shooting video, shooting whatever. It was all, uh, if, I, if I happened to capture one kid that caught, a, that, that caught the ball great and you have to move around the whole circuit and you wanna come back to him, how the hell would I find a guy, right? I may or may not remember that. I don't have time to go back, check, check the film, rewind see the zoom in, what's his name? I don't have time for that. So what I noticed later on, it was a lot easier to find the guys that had something that stood out, right? So what I would tell some of the guys is when you're going to one of these events, stand out automatically. They're going to give you a shirt. So I don't care what shirt you came in with, how nice it is and where you, how much you just paid for it is going in the bag and you're putting on their shirt. Cause that's just the way it works. But wear a hat, wear a cap, put it on backwards, wear pink socks, yellow socks, green socks, something that'll make you stand out, makes it easier to spot. I've been standing next to coaches and looking at kids as I'm like, like recruiting guys, not necessarily the guys that are there to work, but like coaches that are like looking for their next player. And they're looking, they're looking at these kids, like, oh, this kid, you know, he looks good. He's got the size, passes the eye test. He's got good hands. He's quick. So I go, who are you looking for? He goes, because I'm not sure. He was just over. He just caught the ball two series ago. Oh. Now, they go to me and they say, like, is anybody standing out to you? And I go, yeah, take a look at the kid with the pink socks over there. Which one? I go, that one over there. It's like, oh, okay, keep an eye on him. Automatically, he remembers the kid. He writes down his number. And he follows the kid everywhere. So you have to stand out. So every time I tell, tell a player, I go, Wear a bright colored bandana, hat, put it on backwards, arm sleeve, something that makes you stand out from the crowd, that's, that's the first piece of it. The other stuff that, that kills me is they need to get there early. Uh, it, it was nothing more frustrating for me, either whether we discovered an event or we, had, or we held the event, is where these kids just show up late. Everybody's got a story. My mom uh, woke up late, we got lost, whatever the case may be. If it's important to you, it's important to me, period, right? So if you get there late, you already missed out on all the coaches that are there. You stand out for all the wrong reasons, to be quite honest with you, because now you didn't you have to be rushed through the whole registration process. I don't know what number you got. I'm not quite sure what position you got because everybody who's there at registration is now you know into their own into their own spot. So that that part always killed me. What I always try to tell these guys, get there early. If the camp says, you know, registration starts at nine, get there at 8:30. I'm telling you, get there at 8:30. Number one, you already knew you. the hard part's done, the registration, the paying for it, if you have to pay it all, you know, once you get there, the shirts, the pictures, all that stuff is done. Most important out of all that is where you introduce, you physically have to walk over to every single coach that you see, even if they're not a coach, doesn't matter. Walk up to everybody, look them in the eye, shake their hand, introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm, I'm Jimmy Jones. I'm a quarterback at ABC high school. I'm a senior, you know, glad to meet you. Now, now you have that person now has a personal commitment to you. Now they know you, they don't know he has number 47. They know it's Jimmy Jones from ABC high school, that he's a QB, by the way, he's easier to spot now because he's got the yellow socks on. Right. So now, you know, now you know his name and you you can find him in a crowd at every station. You do the same thing. You ask the coach who's, who's, uh, who's manning that station. What are you looking for? Oh, we'll do this, that, or anything. Okay, I got you. Keep an eye on me. Let me know if I'm doing anything wrong. Again, you have a personal involvement now with that coach. He's not looking away, talking to the other guy about what they're going to do after the event, or hey, can't wait till the game on Sunday. He's looking at you now. He's invested in you. And these are these are simple techniques that you just see to everybody that the, everybody that you talk to, and you have that. So now they know you. Now they, they have a, I'm telling you, they have a personal connection with you. These kids don't don't get that. You run through the entire event. At the end of the event, you know, you have the coaches standing in the middle, sort of like the goodbye type of thing. And all, all the players are in a semicircle, right? The kids at the front, it's like you're sitting at the front of the class, are paying attention, one knee, looking up. Coaches, remember that. If you're one of these players who's in the back, who just can't wait to be over, you're laying down, you're shooting a breeze with your friends, you will never be remembered. You can't get out of there. Your Your demeanor dictates what your intentions are. If you don't care enough to be in the front and pay attention, why should I care about you? Again, it kind of goes back to the same thing. If it's important to you, it's important to me. Always ask questions. You know, even if even if it, it seems like it's not doesn't even pertain to the goodbye. It's usually like, oh, everybody did great. Thanks for coming out. Your film's going to a million different colors. Whatever it is that they tell you at the end doesn't matter. Raise your hand. Ask a question. All eyes are on you. All eyes are on you. Ask that question. How can we get our results? When can we get our results? How can we get a hold of you, coach? If we got a question. I can't, I, well, I can't tell you how many, t- you know, how many times I've been asked that question at all the events where we've gone to, not our own, because we treat it a little bit differently, all the other ones, how many times has somebody says like, Hey coach, how can we get hold of you after this? Zero, zero, never. Those coach, those kids never ask in a group set. They might do it one-on-one and even then I'd be, I'd be amazed if, the, if, if they did because it's usually I'm done. Boom. I'm out of there. Which then begs the question, why are you here? Why are you here? If, if the camp would be filled up with, with college coaches where every, every position coach at, at all these stations had like a, like a D1 college logo on his shirt, right? Everybody would be like, hey, hey, you know, asking them all kinds of questions. And what can you do this? And did you see me do that type of thing? But they don't. They're wearing the event, the event uh, uh, things, the event shirts. Well, you don't know who these coaches are. You don't know who they know. They, they don't know who I know. You got to make these connections. And it's a simple promotional type of thing, which I think is so, it's, it's sort of a, a, a way of thinking that we have that most other, all these camps don't. They're not thinking thinking me that way because they'll bring in the coaches who are very good coaches, but they're position coaches. They know football. They know football. They know coverages. They know plays. They know football. Well, I know football too, but I know a hell of a lot more about promotion, branding, and marketing. And a lot of these kids, they don't, they need to get a better handle on that because they're they're promoting the hell out of themselves on social media, just not necessarily in the right way. But if they can basically just dial it in, tune it just a little, tiny little bit, they can make a huge, huge impression. So so as far as standing out, it's like those things that I had mentioned, get there early, talk to people, stand out, ask questions, follow up. Period. I mean,
0: that's that's the easiest way, and it costs you nothing. It sounds simple, but it's not done very often. As you attest, you've said you've never, in fact, had someone not once that's easy to remember, right? I was going to, I was going to I was kind of waiting for your answer. I was like, how's he going to know how many times when you said zero, it's, it's very evident how you can remember that, how you stand out to me. Cause I'm going to ask you in your opinion, but it seems like you're all encompassing you as in bleacher to your team. It's every position. Uh, I noticed that kickers ha- have been acknowledged and, you, you see the value in that. And I think a lot of these larger cattle call, if you will, organizations that are sponsored by shoe, shoe companies, they don't really have an, an, a need per se. I think they just want to cherry pick a handful of kids that the media or someone that's a good referral can just pass to put them in their game, which is fine. Um, but I do like that there is a personal relationship you seem to have in, in finding value in all positions. And you actually, it started, it sounded initially with your trying to accommodate the positions that were not being serviced. So I, I, I think I like that most about you. I think that's how you stand out to me in our football world, but I I wanted you to answer the same question. What do you in fact think you do differently that stands out? That's a service you provide that no one else does just like you.
1: Um, I think it's just a promotional aspect of it and gives them a portal to show off all their accomplishments, not just, not just the football ones and not, not just um, just a highlight reel from a Friday night game type of a thing. We, we afford athletes to show off their best, their best self in the most polished way possible. Like a professional would do like an agent would do for their client type of thing. So the pictures gotta be good. The, the video's gotta be good but none of it's doctor. In other words, everybody always shows all the, all the, all the awesome shots that Jordan took, but you'd be hard pressed to find all the ones that he missed. Right. Well, there's a reason for that. You always, it's a highlight reel. It's a lifetime highlight reel. So you always want to have like those videos up front, even on your, on your highlights, but your profile is the same way. You want to show your accolades, your accomplishments, your SAT scores, ACT, your GPA, what you're, what you're going to do at, you know, at college It's not just play football. What's your major, you know, what do you do outside of football? all those type of things are, are basically encompass the total athlete. What I think we do differently is number one, give you the portal to do all of that, but then showcase all of that. And it's not just about a highlight reel. And you want to, you want to, you want to set yourself up in a professional manner, like an agent would. Actually, that's actually one of our older, older, older taglines. They go, think of what an agent would do for their client. Okay. Now do that for you. And you'd be, I mean, sometimes you see sort of that light go on in some of these kids' eyes. It's was like, oh, crap. I didn't even, never really thought about it that way. It's like, if you were selling your clone, how would you do it? And it was like, how would you let people know? Well, like, I'd probably call coaches and tell them to look out for this kid. And I try to find the best chance for him. I go, exactly. Are you doing that for you? Oh, well, I don't know. Uh, so and so's coming in this week. Yeah, so it's a mindset. It's a mindset. So. It's almost like a like a sort of like a catchphrase over the past few years where everybody. It's funny. You have a social media account. You have a brand. So everybody has their own brand. Well, as corny as it sounds, you do. That's your outward outward facing, your facade, right? So you have to portray yourself as something that you want to be seen as. I'm not saying to do it in a fake way because uh, nothing is more revealing than film <laughs> so you can make yourself sound as cool as you can but if you're dropping every ball i don't know what it shouldn't be on your film anyway but you 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 know you will be exposed good or bad once you put yourself out there but the whole point is that you know promote yourself and i think we have a platform in order for for athletes to do that i, I think we do it better than others and again i, I am biased because it is our own type of thing but and I own it and I and I do the vast majority of the work behind it. We I genuinely care about helping these kids. It's not all about making a dollar, man. I mean, we do we do a lot of these events where we ain't making any money on them, but we're not we're not watering down the show either. You know what I'm saying? Because you 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 try to get getting back to value where we have all the pro pictures and the video and full videos for you, not a highlight video about the event, a, a highlight video for you. That stuff takes time. It takes money for the equipment. It takes time to do. And editing takes a long time, so on and so forth. So there's only so much you can absorb. And at the end of the day, it is a, it is a business. I, you know, we don't run a charity here. But you try to make it as value-friendly as possible for the athletes, more importantly for the parents, for the other ones who are paying for it. So we try to sort of put all that stuff together. And even then, I feel bad because sometimes we got to charge more you know, like 80 bucks, 120 bucks to do it. And I'm still doing it at a loss to a certain extent because you 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 can't, you can't. And that's what always killed me to see these other camps. They charge you like three times as much and you don't even get like a quarter of what we're doing. And it's hard to break through and let people understand that. And early on, we tried to convince people it's like, Hey, you should come to our events because this is what you're getting for. it, And it always came across as if we're trying to sort of like, you know, bad talk to the other guys. And that's not the case at all. I mean, hey, there's room for everybody. And the only thing that we can do is put out a product that's better than the other guy. We're trying to build a better burger, <laughs> you know, and if you like the other people's burger, fine, more power to you, go right ahead. If you, you know, if you find the values there and that works out best for you, then go right ahead. You know, you have our blessing, you have a nice day, but if you want something more, that's what we offer. And I think that's what we try to do all, you know, all the time. So that's kind of like how I think we stand out.
0: I love the answer. A lot of what you said, I know this is going to seem weird, but my seventh grade English teacher used to always say to me, the draft is never final. And I used to be so frustrated. You know, I thought I have a good final draft here and then I would submit it and then she'd pick another weakness apart with it. Or she says, it doesn't flow here. This is too verbose, whatever it was. I, I like English. So I like to write, but initially I, I despised it because there was a process to it. But when I drew parallels to football or building your own brand that you were just mentioning, they're they're so relatable. I was looking at your website the other day, Bleacher.com, and I was just by chance clicking on random. I wanted to see random profiles and what these kids or athletes were doing with their profiles because there's a lot of areas to build up. And what I like most about how you set it up for the the athlete and building their personal brand via Bleacher.com is they should never assume that that template is, is, is done, is final. You know, if they could be in my seventh grade class, you know, if something is really strong, like this game highlight is strong, but man, look at my training side or look at my performance in the last combine, the emphasis should be placed in training for the next combine. So we can then pull down those numbers and put up some new ones. So I, I, I do like that you guys have a, a process. It's presented as such. Uh, it's just what you do with that. It's entirely up to you. So I wanted to thank you again, first of all, and I wanted to make certain I always do this at the end of each show is to ask you to share with the audience your preferable ways. I know you have a couple that they can reach you Um, because I know people probably have a question, perhaps upcoming events. I mean, there's a wide variety of news that's on your website and on your social media. And I don't know if everyone's aware of how to reach you.
1: Yeah, the the best way. Well, let me me start off by saying that our our Bleacher is spelled slightly differently because everybody always thinks it's like, oh, it's like Bleacher Report. No, not Bleacher Report. Bleacher Report covers everything and everybody in the pro leagues and all college and all that. That's not what we do. Ours is spelled B L E E C H R.com. Uh, bleacher.com. Best way to get a hold of us is through uh, info at bleacher.com, through Instagram uh twitter facebook smoke signal carrier pigeon you name it you can get a hold of us and it's all the same b-l-e-e-c-h-r just shoot us a message we get we get dms all the time from athletes uh, hey coach check out my film let me know what you think you know, how can i get uh, more exposure in colleges you know all that kind of all that kind of stuff you know even parents are always asking us what camps to go to and what they should do and what should the first steps be and all that kind of thing so always you can get a hold of us any number of ways just give us give us a shout i mean we would be more than happy to you know help you out and point you in
0: the right direction. Yeah, no problem. And our fourth down you fam, I just wanted to share too. If you're on our side a lot, he's under um, our partner section as well. It's just a clickable logo. Uh, If you happen to be on there this week, he's also there, but there's really no excuse. Just Google him. He's there. I want to, Thank you again. I, I am surrounded by so many people like you Laz that influence this industry in a positive way. And I'm forever grateful for you and our friendship. I know it's young, but it's doesn't matter when you start one, right? I, I appreciate your objectivity. You know, you're not a subjective thinker. You like to, to draw a line in the sand and say, Hey man, you're here. You wanna be here, here's how to get there. Uh, you're not into the subjectivity. You're not into the money first because I think that's fleeting. I think people over time see when people's priorities are in the wrong places, especially, are you in it for my son or you not? I think that becomes evident uh, over time, especially in dealing with with people for multiple generations of kids. Uh, it's just, there's no way to hide it. So I, I, I want you and I commend you to continue to do what you're doing. I think you're doing wonderful things. If you have questions related to fourth down focus suggestions for future topics or guests, or if you have comments on today's show, please reach out to me, Dan Lundy, and you can do that several ways. Our website is fourthdownu.com. It has endless resources for specialists and coaches alike on social media. You can connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at fourth down u, And on Facebook and LinkedIn, you can connect with me at Dan space Lundy L-U-N-D-Y. Thank you again for joining the show. We will see you next time with an exciting new guest. It's a personal friend of mine, DJ Wingate, who I coached with a number of years ago, who is the founder of Coach Enterprise. It's a leader in football analytics. I'm very excited for that show. Smart young man. Remember, in all things, give thanks, and we will see you again real soon. Have a great day.